0: Say something positive, Sweeps. I want to hear something positive, Sweeps. Bring me back in the mood. <laughs> Say more nice things about the Packers. Because uh, we know too. we're not, we're not going to hear anything nice about the Packers after today. We're not going to from Sweeps. So let me hear something right out now. Out of
1: all these podcasts I've done on the Packers, I have given the Packers so much praise. You have? That, I was- that, listen, people might start to think that I'm a Packers fan if they didn't know. It's been pretty bad. I Every week I get on here – and I praise the Packers, and I mean, how could you not praise them? They're doing their thing 12 and 3, they're rolling. There's really just not much to criticize at this point. All right, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Zone is back. We're going to recap this Packers 40, Titans 14, blowout in the snow, Sunday night football. So I'm going to kick this off, and uh, we're going to have Stevens with the return here and let him go first. with, with his thoughts on this game?
2: Yeah, it was a pretty dominant game by the Packers all the way through. We've seen a lot of hot starts by the Packers, especially their offense, but they haven't really been able to put four quarters together too many times this year. And I think it's safe to say they did that on Sunday. Uh, the offense was absolutely rolling. Rodgers was classic Rodgers, had as many touchdown passes as he did incompletions, And Devontae, more the same, three touchdowns, up to 17 now on the year. And then the rookie, A.J. Dillon, the power back came in there and brought a new element to this offense. And maybe that's a sign of things to come. And then on the defensive side of the ball, the defense has been trending up the last few weeks, and it really played a great game yesterday. Uh, We have a lot to talk about on the defense, but it it was a lot of fun. What do you guys think about the the defense in this one?
0: Yeah, the Titans, I think, coming into this game, I think they were first in estimated points average per play. I know they were top two. They might have been second. The Packers might have been first going in. But I know they were top two or three um, with the Chiefs also going into that game. So that just says a lot. You got top three offense, top three running back coming in, and it <laughs> completely shut them down. Um, that Tannehill RPO, that was pretty nice. You got to give him props out of that one. Completely fooled the secondary. And, I mean, really, other than that, it completely just dominated him on the defensive side of the ball. Savage should have had that pick six, um, but. It's, it's good. It's good to see, especially at home. Uh, we get that home field advantage. Hopefully, we see the same thing coming up in the playoffs.
2: And the biggest thing about what, what we saw from the defense is just the dominant pass rush. Tannehill had no time to do anything. I mean, they were stopping the run. That was the key. But Derrick Henry still ran for almost 100 yards. But any time they try to do play action or, or stretch the field, Packers' pass rush was all over them. And we know how good the secondary has been playing. So it was really nice to see the pass rush matching that success, and it really kind of brought the whole defense together.
1: I I really like what Pettin was doing with some of his fronts, those six-man fronts. Pretty nice to see early in the game and going with those five-man fronts as well to try to really just shut down the run. And I think they did pretty well. How do you think about Pettin's performance?
2: I think it was fantastic. I think he's starting to adjust to, to to adjust his scheme to the team in front of him and he really kind of switched things up to sell out for the run like you said and he let his secondary play man up guys and really made them work and they dominated. Especially Jair, he just had an unbelievable day again. It seems like we said every week but yeah, all in all, I think it was a great game from Patton. He's been he's been getting better alongside the Packers defense. So everything's really coming together for this defense towards the end of the season here. Hopefully, that continues into the playoffs. If it does, the Packers are a force to be reckoned with.
0: Yeah, I was thinking right there. Do I give them an A minus or an A on defense? I'm leaning towards the A. The little the little smudges that. I, like, I agree with the, the goat that I think the team was just about perfect. The only drive I didn't like was the Titans the final drive of the first half when they went down, scored that touchdown. You could tell they were playing off just trying to keep everything in front of them, but there's way too much time on the clock to let that happen um, so the Titans come back they got that touchdown got the ball for, uh, back first second half, and they had that ton of hell nice run but other than that i I'm trying to think i' I'm, I, what do you think? You guys think an A or an A minus? I can't give an A plus. Still will score 14 points. Um, I'm still kind of leaning towards an A minus here. A minus.
2: Yeah, either of those are fair from what I saw.
0: But, yeah, secondary looked great. I think Jared only got beat a couple times just because, like, on two-yard slants that A.J. Brown was, just got inside of him on. I think you really do about that when you're playing further off. Um, the Secondary, man, oh, my gosh especially when this pass rush can force the quarterback. I think they had, what, 10 pass breakups?
2: They had a lot. I, I don't know the exact number, but it was, it, was it was a lot. 10, but that that just
0: means, you know, they're just glued on to these guys, and that is just so awesome to see. Gary had another good game. Z had another great game, per usual. Um, I don't know. Is is It was finally a game where, after we kind of got out, going in the fourth quarter, just – it was, it was over. You know, this fellow was over. It's only 19 going in that fourth quarter. But it was when we could finally sit back and relax and not have to fret. Panthers came back. Lions came back. Eagles came back. The Bears was out of reach, but it still wasn't necessarily 100% pretty. It was a lot of pre-event, keep it thing in front of you. It worked. But this one, it was over. This one, we could finally just sit back, enjoy ourselves, watch the MVP go to work, watch A.J. Dillon, those big thighs, just truck people. It was a good time.
2: Yeah, and I feel like with AJ Dillon, uh, we've been waiting for that all season. It seems like pretty much since the Packers drafted him. You know, I'm against kind of taking running backs that early. I've I've explained my stance on that in the past, but at the same time, I've been looking forward for the opportunity to him to take the field in a big time role, and it was everything as advertised. It was so much fun. He was running people over. He's making people miss. He's more nimble than I expected him to be. And yeah, it was just, it was fun to see a whole new element of the Packers offense and getting Corey Lindsley back, having the offensive line rolling again was nice to see. But what do you guys think of the offense in this one?
1: I I thought the offense was a lot. I was a lot better than what I was expecting. Now, I was not expecting Aaron Rodgers to throw four touchdowns, 21 for 25, just absolutely stud out there. I was not expecting that. I thought it was going to be just a ground game between Henry and Jones, really. And Dylan and Jones, just, it was just a well-rounded attack. It's it's really hard to stop when all things are rolling like that.
0: Yeah, I think Winsley uh, being back in, getting that those five in their comfortable spots or normal spots, that's going to be huge in postseason. Now, you can shuffle them around, and they're still very effective, but those five in their starting spots, I think that's going to
2: be huge. And Rick Wagner, the right tackle, he went out with an injury. It looks like he might be out for some time. He hasn't been the starter all year at right tackle. Billy Turner's played a lot of right tackle as well. So it's, we're going to see more of the versatility and depth as they're able to move things around. But you never want to see guys go down. Because every every player you lose, that's a little bit less depth you have. So hopefully he gets back back on the field relatively soon.
0: I'm gonna go ahead. I got I got I can't give the eighth the the offense anything less than an A minus. Scored forty points, gotta be an A, um, close to an A plus. Really, Rogers makes that bad throw, right to his right, thrown across his body. That one gets picked off. Outside of that, there was no penalties by the Packers. Was there any other dis- like smudges by the Packers on offense?
2: No, the offense played a pretty clean game, I thought. Uh, there's the Rodgers interception. That is That was a bad throw, bad decision. He was rolling out right, and he threw it back across the field. And it's that, that old saying, you never want to throw it back to the middle of the field late. You know, it's it's just you're asking for trouble when you do that. And, and he did it, and it got picked off. But, yeah, other than that, his offense was right on form, and it it was fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it was really just the Devontae and Rodgers show, really. 11 receptions. I mean, everyone else kind of had one or two. It wasn't really too significant in the passing game. But, I mean, when Adams is dominating like that, I mean, I don't blame him for going his
2: way. And it's, it's kind of crazy, too, because teams are zeroing in on Devontae. They know what's going to him. They game plan for him, and they still can't stop it. The, if teams are able to stop it, I honestly believe the Packers have other ways to get other players involved. But it just doesn't seem like they even need to right now. Everything's working from Rodgers to Devontae pretty much. And if that keeps working, I don't see a reason for them to try to force other things.
0: Yeah, he was, he was getting doubled again. And you got a guy who can get 11 receptions, three touchdowns, when he's getting doubled, and he's still putting up those numbers. And then even still, that means someone else is going to be open because they're taking away DB. That's just insane. I, I'm trying to find something. Sweets, what did you think? You're not a Packers fan. Is there anything that you could nitpick about this Packers offense for this last game other than
1: the interception? I'm trying try to think of something else. I mean – like I said, you could, he could spread the ball out a little more, but well, like I said, when Devontae's dominating like that, why, why even need? That's really all I can nitpick yeah, that, this time. Yeah, that pick was
0: uh, intended for him. It was going Devontae's way there. Only one sack. That was a, that was a fourth down play. They dominated time of possession. No fumbles. It's, I don't know. Stevens, what do, you, what do you think? Is there anything you'd like to see otherwise?
2: I don't really see any changes I'd like to see in the offense. I think he keep keep stay the course, keep rolling with what's working. And as long as they're not stalling like they have been in the past, I don't see anybody that's really going to be able to shut down this offense at all.
1: I mean, Titans Ty, defense is not good at all. So let's what about the the that Bucks game?
2: I yeah. mean, if you, want, if you want to go back to what was that, week four?
1: Yeah, I'm not
0: fretting over October football, September football. I think it was October. If we see a Buccaneers, they're coming to see us, and that's going to be a completely different story.
1: I'm, I think my point is they did stop the Packers' offense, and they kind of gave a blueprint, but no one really else has been able to replicate that throughout the season.
2: Well, teams have been trying, but – it just hasn't been working since that game. It seems like LaFleur and the staff have made the adjustments necessary to kind of avoid that thing from happening. I don't think since then they've had a game where they've scored under 24 points. I could be wrong in that, but they've been pretty much lights out offensively in just about every game outside of that Vikings game. That might be the only exception.
0: 22, the Vikings, but that was in the tornado. 24 against the Jaguars, tornado, and that Panthers game last week, that second half was terrible. But other than that, 41, 31, 30, 40, 34, 35. It just seems like the only thing that's going to stop them are themselves, like an MVS untimely fumble.
2: That's That's what it's been. It's even the Buccaneers game. They were turning the ball over, making bad mistakes, yeah, and they're shooting two, themselves in the foot, and they got so far behind so quickly that everything just collapsed.
0: Yeah, the two almost pick sixes by the Buccaneers. If this if this game happened a couple weeks ago, maybe, maybe then be a little more concerning. But that was back in October, week five, in Tampa Bay. It's going to be literally a at least probably 70-degree difference if we ever see them again, the which is probably pretty likely in the divisional rounds. Good chance of that happening. But I don't know. I'm not going to go back three months and try to nitpick off that one. I meant more towards of this last game if there's anything. So if there's nothing bad to say, which there really wasn't offensive defensively, defensively well, actually, there's, there's a ton special teams why, which is for sure another game, got to be an F. I don't see how I can give anything other than an F. Do you guys agree with that one? Special teams?
2: The special teams has just, it's been an adventure this year. The only bright side I could say from special teams all game is that J.K. Scott made a tackle. He's been laughable on some of those punt return touchdowns with his inability to even touch the returner. He He did end up making a tackle on that block punt although it did get called back on a questionable call. But I, there's, not, there's nothing that I could pull from special teams that has been good at all recently, especially on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I got to say that. Let's just hope J.K. Scott doesn't even have to be in a position to make a tackle for the rest of the season. That should I'd, be the goal.
2: I hope I never have to see him make a tackle again.
0: That should be the goal. But uh, anything else about this game? I mean, we can go, we can go on all night about the positives. We could probably go every single individual player from this last game and go with the positives. There's not one player individually that had a bad game.
2: Even uh, Christian Kirksey had a pretty good game. I mean, it was a slow track because of the snow and all that, so maybe that kind of hit his weaknesses a little bit. But in a, in a relief role as a backup linebacker, he played a pretty good game. So a lot of people were
1: confused about why Jones was getting so little carries. Was that something to do with injury or just what they had in mind with Dylan in terms of this matchup and just the weather and they wanted to bruise people down?
2: Well, the Packers have shown this year, and it's always kind of been the Packers' philosophy, to spread the carries around. And in this cold game, with their backup running back, Jamal Williams, out, not not active, I don't think the plan was to completely rely on Jones, give him 30 carries or anything like that. Cause you got to think the playoffs are on the corner and the Packers haven't had a bye week since week four. So there's, there's a lot of miles going on on those legs this year and they had an opportunity to run with Dylan. And I think it was the right move in a lot of ways. I mean, it's easy to say now, but there also were a few times where it looked like Jones was a little banged up. There was one time he fell on his tailbone, kind of funny, and he was off the field for a little while. So it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if he was, you know, he was dealing with a few things. So I think that's why Dylan had as many carries as he did. But it worked. I mean, you see just how effective Dylan was. I th- I think it looks like the right move now. But had it not worked yet, yeah, it might have looked a, look a little more confusing. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I'm not too concerned about Aaron Jones. is obviously a lead back, a uh, very good running back in this league. You know, A.J. Dillon was hot. You know, he was getting seven, eight yards to carry it there towards the end. Um, like the ghost said, just keep that guy fresh, keep Aaron Jones fresh. I don't think he's coming back next year. Uh, he's going to get paid by someone. I don't think it's going to be us. So I'd say, I mean, we, we got to use them from a strategic standpoint. I mean, if he's not coming back, Larry Johnson, this guy, run him into the ground these last, uh, the rest of this year, if we can, but yeah, was probably injured. I didn't see information on that. Uh, I trust a hundred percent trust what they're doing right now on offense. So if he wasn't healthy or if AJ Dillon is just hot and they're feeling him, that's, that's fine with me right now. i I don't care what the fantasy owners say about it.
2: Yeah, that, that that running back duo of Dylan and Jones can be quite electric in the playoffs. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that looks against some better defenses. But like I was saying, it adds a whole element to this offense. So we'll, we'll see what it looks like down the stretch. Here. So
1: are they going to use all three if Williams come, come back? Or how I think work? that's
2: the plan. They all kind of have different skill sets, and I think that's what really makes this tandem special. You got Jones, who's kind of the speed guy, one-cut guy, can receive out of the backfield. Then you got Jamal Williams, who's a little bit more physical, but he's also a great pass blocker and a good receiver as well. And then you got the bowling ball in in A.J. Dillon, who's just going to run people over. So they got three guys here that they can use, and that makes it a lot harder for teams to game plan. When you got all these different backs, these different guys you gotta tackle. And I'll tell you what, in the fourth quarter and freezing Lambeau field, that Titans defense did not want to tackle AJ Dillon. He is gonna wear defenses down. That's you do not want to tackle that big body in the cold like that. If you played football, you know tackling in the cold like that in that kind of weather, it hurts. Especially when you're getting run over by big guys. So and they're for- forcing their will a little bit. So it's it's pretty exciting to see some physicality from this Packers team. Something they've lacked a lot of this year.
0: Yeah, I saw this somewhere. I don't know 100% of the truth, for It actually came from Fleur himself. But I saw somewhere it just says he likes to stick with a running back for a series. I don't remember where I saw that, whether, if there's truth to that. I think it was in quotations on Twitter. But. Yeah. Kind of
2: thinking back on it, it kinda of feels
0: like that's been the case. Well
2: Yeah, I, I, I think you heard that from me. I think I brought that up because that's it's a tendency I've noticed with LaFleur is when he goes with a running back, he's not switching back and forth so often. He typically sticks with one back for an entire drive. And I don't really like that that mentality, but it's working, so it's hard to hard to knock it from my perspective. You know, I
1: disagree. I actually love that mindset. I think that if you're going to stick with one guy, it just lets the offense get in a flow that you couldn't otherwise get if you're rotating in and out, and the Bears have done a lot of that, and when Montgomery gets a big run, they'll just put in Patterson, and it'll just disrupt the whole flow of the offense. So I guess we have some different viewpoints on that.
2: Yeah, I could kind of I see it from that point of view, but I guess agree to disagree.
0: Yeah, they got different skill sets. You're going to want the guy, you know, passing down. Third and long, whatever. Get the pass blocker in there. Short yard situation, let's not maybe give it to Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams. Let's give it to the big guy, um, A.J. Dillon. See, I'm I'm leaning with Goat on this one. Get the guys in there that are for the the certain situations. You know, not the cross reference sports here, but you're not going to have a three-point shooter – um, shoot the ball inside the paint. That's not what he does. That's not what he's good at. So get the guys in there for the plays that their skill sets are for.
1: Can't that be kind of predictable, though?
0: That's why you got a ton of guys on offense, and that's why these guys are should be the top 30 offensive-minded guys in the league. But, hey, if we got a, we got a fourth and one, third and one, give the fucking ball to A.J. Dillon and get the one yard you need. You can be, you can be yeah, as predictable one as you time... want right there. Just run it down their throats.
2: Yeah, there was one time they had a, th- I think it was a third and one, and they brought in Jones, and I'm like, that's the one spot where we want Dylan. Yeah, we we've,
0: we've seen multiple that was, occasions that, was weird. that third and ones, fourth and ones have been stuffed on just those dive plays, right, right up the middle with Jones and Williams.
1: I guess I think, what I'm really trying to say is, if Jones is rolling and he's racking up yards and doing his thing, don't just take him out when he's doing it like in his flow. But I I can agree that certain situations, you put different guys in there.
2: You guys both make really good points with this, so it's hard to kind of take a side. I see where you're both coming from. But, yeah. Uh, just, is, it's, it's all it's I situational, there. I guess.
0: Yeah, I just made myself mad again, thinking about those third and one, those fourth and one conversions that we failed on so many times this year. Say something positive, Sweeps. I, I want to hear some positive, Sweeps. Bring me back in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Say more of nice things about the Packers, because uh, we know we're not we're listen. not gonna hear anything nice about the Packers after today. We're not gonna from sweep, so let me hear something. Right out now. of
1: all these podcasts I've done on the Packers, I have given the Packers so much praise. You have that, that. Listen, people might start to think that I'm a Packers fan if they didn't know. It's been pretty bad. I every week I get on here and I praise the Packers, and I mean, how could you not praise them? They're doing their thing. 12 and 3 they're rolling there's really just not much to criticize at this point All right, I'm back.
2: <laughs> All right, so upcoming we got we got the Bears coming up. We're going to Soldier Field and it basically the Packers win and they're the one seed. They still might get the one seed even if they lose, correct?
0: Yeah, they get the one seed if the Seahawks lose. So we, we play at the same time. I think they both start at 325. So they're not going to be able to, you know, watch beforehand or afterwards, see what's going on. But the Seahawks lose, then it doesn't matter what the Packers do. They own the tiebreaker with the Saints. But if it comes down to a three-way tie, the Seahawks get the one seed. That's the only way the Packers can't get it. If it's a two-way tie between the Packers and Saints, the Packers get it. Three-way tie. Seahawks get it. Those are the only two scenarios.
2: I I actually had a question for sweeps. Uh, There's there's been quite a few times in the past few weeks where sweeps has told me that the Packers are doomed for a second round exit. And it's something you said quite a few times. And my question to you is if you don't see the Packers as the team to beat in the NFC, who, who is that team? Hmm.
1: Well, I think the two best teams are the Saints and the Packers. Now, there's some things on the defensive side of the ball that kind of scare me in the playoffs with the Packers. But personally, as a Bears fan, if I was to play any team, that's tough. I'd probably want to play the Seahawks, personally. I think the Bears match up well and they're they're definitely more beatable than say the Saints. But yeah, just some the Packers I don't know. Second round exit would be just it'd be too tough. I
2: mean a few minutes a few minutes ago you were saying there's no flaws to point out. So I'm I'm a little confused there. And when they're playing
1: well, I mean they've won five in a row, is it?
2: Something like that. I
1: mean, when they're winning, uh, there's really not much that I can say bad about the Packers right now. It, it just seems like it's setting up for a second round exit here. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I'm not sure where you're you're getting to that, but I, I guess I'll take your word for it.
1: It's just some of these some of these games that I'm looking at with against. You said you didn't want to bring up the Bucks game. I mean. That was a pretty bad offensive performance, but I guess the Bucks did do very well. And then that, looking at that Vikings loss, it, i really just scratching my head. Uh, the, the team was pretty horrible.
2: I mean, you could nitpick and pick up any bad game for just about any team in the league right now, outside of maybe the Chiefs, who I don't think they have a bad loss this year. Yeah, for the Raiders. But... I mean, the Saints they lost to the Eagles just a few weeks ago. Eagles aren't exactly the good. The
0: won I think was it their last five games by six or less points, so they haven't been perfect by any means. Well yeah, you
2: So I I just think a lot of people are clinging too much to to a bad game against the Buccaneers that happened ages ago without without paying attention to some of these other big time teams. Like people were saying the Rams were were the team to beat and then they lose to the Jets. And I, I guess that has changed people's opinion on the Rams for a good and reason. The I mean,
1: Panthers, yeah. that second half, was not good. I'm just I'm looking at some of these games. The Jaguars twenty four to twenty. it was way closer <laughs> than you wanted to be against a one win team. Uh, I mean I am just nitpicking games here and But that Titans win was impressive. I'll give them that. Yeah, to kind of go back on what I just said, I mean, we can can find
0: a type of game with all these teams. And it's actually been the past seven games that the Chiefs haven't won by more than six. It's all been one possession. These aren't even the greatest teams. We're talking about the Raiders. They lost the Raiders once, the Broncos, the Falcons. So we can can go go finals for all the teams. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that was back in October – That was down there at their place, their type of weather. You know, Tom Brady literally said he doesn't even want to go back north ever again. He's not ever moving back up north. He likes the weather down there. So, you don't know.
1: I guess a lot with what I was saying, given goat shit, is the Packers have one of the greatest of all time quarterbacks, and they've only won one Super Bowl. So... How many times have the Packers gone to a Super Bowl in the Rodgers era? Do you guys know off the top of your head? Probably pretty easy.
2: Have they gone is to a Super Bowl? Is that just the one time? One. Exactly.
1: I feel like that should, number should be more when you have that type of quarterback back there. But it is a team game. I,
2: th- so. I think the, the Patriots have shattered expectations of what it means to be successful. That's what I think it comes down to because how many? there's not that many quarterbacks that have won multiple Super Bowls. There's only a handful.
0: Drew's got one. Big Ben's got, what, two?
2: Peyton got two, one at the end of the, his career when he wasn't the yeah, same when he quarterback. He got absolutely carried. Ru- Russell Wilson, who's for sure going to be a Hall of Famer, his one Super Bowl they won before Russell Wilson was Russell Wilson. He wasn't the player he is yeah. now. When they should have theirs. won that one. You know, they should have won two. We all
1: know they should have won two. That was just a bad coaching decision.
2: Yeah, but but even that, like Russell Wilson, is so much a better player than he was even then. Not to get too off topic, but just so had to what throw that what is there. your
1: reasoning by why this Packers organization with such great quarterbacks far Rodgers, why haven't they? been able to win more. I know you're saying that not many teams do that because the Patriots have shattered expectations, but I mean, Rodgers is just so good.
2: Well, the Packers have won two Super Bowls in 23 years. Do you know how many teams who have won more than two Super Bowls in that span? Just one team. The Patriots are the only team to win more Super Bowls in that 23 year span. So this notion that the Packers have completely failed at such a high level, is kind of ridiculous because they're tied for second among Super Bowls in that span. So I don't understand where this narrative comes from. Yeah, but it do- it the doesn't Patriots are sense.
1: showing that it can be done. It's not impossible to do it.
2: Yeah, but the Patriots are the only ones who have done it. I guess
1: it. what I'm trying to say is I think the Packers should be that team that should have been able to win more. I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
2: I mean, it's... You, you're you're living in this world where the only way you have a good year is if you win the Super Bowl. It's hard to win the Super Bowl. Only one team out of thirty-two wins it. There's a lot of really good teams every year that don't win the Super Bowl. It's not Super Bowl or bust. I mean, it is it is in a way, but you're looking at it that way too much. You've got
1: catching me off guard. That shit. <laughs>
2: What, you, what do you what me do mean? Off
1: guard was saying that they're going to get a second round exit. That was mainly trolling. I mean, <laughs> and then I hey, have to try to
2: You you said I got you said I got to I got to mix it up more, be a little more abrasive. I'm going to start calling you out all, all right.
0: That's it from us today. We'll be back with you guys soon for a highly anticipated Packers Bears week 17 preview. This is this is one of the biggest Packers Bears games in a while. Should be fun to talk about. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. And we're looking forward to seeing you guys then.